0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Hey, welcome into the sticky truth podcast. I am Mark Slurth alongside my co-host, Mike Evans, millennial been producing the show. I want to thank our presenting sponsor. Great folks over at bet rivers bet with a winner bet with bet rivers, download the app and uh check them out online at betrivers.com. Michael, how are you, buddy? I am great. I am great. Um all right, let me, let me, I I'm a
0: little bit I'm a little bit hurt right now because um I feel like an NFL quarterback that uh got hit unfairly. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. um a little upset that the flag wasn't thrown. Okay. All right. You know, what what do you make of all this roughing the passer controversy? It's uh It's all anyone's talking
1: about last week or so. How much tougher were the quarterbacks back in the day? Holy smokes. Right? I mean, they just took a beating and kept playing on a consistent basis. And now, I mean, Lord have mercy. If you look at a guy sideways, it's a 15-yard penalty. I mean, it's a roughing the passer penalty. Hey, they got to do something. Like, you know, and this is one of the reasons, Mike, and you know you've given me grief over the years uh, it turns out I'm right again, but you've given me grief over the years because I've said uh, quarterbacks don't play football; they play quarterback. Like, I know, when I when I go, you know, when I see the top 100 and they've got eight quarterbacks in the top or, or five quarterbacks in the top ten, I'm like baloney. That's garbage because they don't play football; they play quarterback, and I, I put them in a different category. But in regards to protecting the quarterback, and I understand that they're your number one asset, right? I understand that. Uh, having backup quarterbacks play for your football team is not good for business. And this is uh, this is a a business. This is the number one when you talk about producing money, printing money. The NFL is a, a license, legal, it's legal money printing is what it is. And so, and I understand nobody wants to see garbage backup quarterbacks play. so I, I get I get the protection of our starting quarterbacks. I understand that. At the same time, They have to be like you cannot protect them to the point where you can't touch them. And so you've done what you can to protect the quarterback. At some point, common sense has to prevail. And obviously, the Grady Jarrett sack that kept the drive alive and essentially cost the Atlanta Falcons a chance to beat Tampa in Tampa, that that's just a garbage call. It's a garbage call. And the fact that the league or Jerome Boger, who called it, doubled down on it is even more garbage because it looks it 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 lacks integrity. And then the call on Chris Jones on the sack on on Derek Carr, another just garbage call. So at some point, at some point, don't you have to be able to step in and go, okay, guys, this is not this is not what we're looking for. This this cost us integrity. This costs opportunities for, you know, for other, for teams to win games. So, you know, I don't know, I don't know what the right answer is. I, I, I've told you my theory on, on challenge flags anyhow. I hate challenge flags. I hate them. Because it, it, it just seems stupid to me. Like, I understand the strategy behind it. But what seems stupid to me, Mike, is we talk about the fact that we want to get the game right. But only if you're not out of challenge flags, because then we don't give a crap about getting it right. Like it's that that seems dumb to me. And the other thing is, is that you could have an official upstairs where the you know officials have the, you know, where the all the pictures get taken and the you could have an official up there that could just buzz down to the game and stop it on a call like that and say, Hey man, we reviewed it here in New York or we reviewed it, and that is not a roughing call pick up the flag, and move on. And it's almost as though they're so afraid of bringing into question the authority of the refs. Like, why does everybody else, like, hey, if, if I give up a sack and I just get my ass kicked, everybody in America knows that I got my ass kicked, right? We show up 14 times on a replay. If you, as a coach, make a horrible call, and like everybody in their brother, like you're Brandon Staley, Oh, he's going for it on another fourth down. Like, this makes no sense. But here he goes. You know, he's Mr. He's Mr. Roll the Dice. You know, I mean, I don't know what the uh you know, I don't know what the great gamblers of all time are, but he is Phil Helmute or whatever.
0: <laughs> like I think it's Helmuth, but yeah, okay. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, whatever his name
1: yeah. is, I don't know what his name is. Now but, you're close.
0: Yeah. Closer than I thought you'd be. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> so I like I don't like can't we just go, all right, we wasn't down. And Let's you, take a closer look at it. right. And you know, as an official, you ought to have that fear. Your butt, your butthole ought to pucker every time mm-hmm. you you throw a roughing the passer flag. Right? It should. You should have that that amount of pressure on you. You know what it feels like, Mike? Like you, you'll never you because you didn't play, but because you'll never. You dick.
0: No, 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 no. I'm. I'm. No, no. I'm just say, not, No, no. That was condescending. No, no, I know this, you well enough to know no, when it's delivering
1: a condescending actually, way. Actually, it wasn't meant to be condescending. Mm. Let me finish. You hurt my feelings. You, no, you got – see, the point was <laughs> is you didn't let me finish because you automatically are triggered when somebody goes, you didn't play. And I would never throw that at you because I respect your opinion. But you, you don't know how it feels to know that your guy is about ready to lambaste your quarterback and it's your fault. You'll you'll unless you've been there, you'll never know how like I'll never know what it feels like, um, you know, to meet a a hard deadline on a story that I got to write or whatever. Right. There's no feeling in the world. uh, Where your guy is about to make a play and, you know, it's all on you. And I've done some things during the course of a game. That I look back on in film and just cringed. like I cut a guy in the back of his legs before when he was about ready to make a tackle. That was my fault. And like when I saw it on film, I was like, "Oh, like to the point where I have to call up and, and get a hold of him and make an apology. Like, But players understand that feeling. like when your guy's about to ready to make that play, let you go you go temporarily insane. That's what happens to you. You go temporarily and saying, like, I'll do anything to to not have this be my fault. You can fault. probably
0: still remember, right? Oh, the, yes. The, the blocks you missed that led to a quarterback game hit hard. Dude,
1: I have tackled. I, I mean, I'll remember. Uh, you remember Gavin and Trace Armstrong oh, played yeah. defensive end? Yeah. Dude, they ran a game. Like dolphins? A, yeah, dolphins? Yeah, Dolphins. Tackle, tackle, end game. And the tackle grabbed me and it, had, it was a hold of my jersey so the the, the end could loop around. And I am, like, literally, I can't get off, right? And so, like, I know I'm about ready to give up a hit or a sack. And, and I reach my left arm out. I'll never forget it. I reached my left arm out, and grabbed his face mask, and just, dro- like, let my feet go. Just dropped and yanked him by his neck down to the ground. <laughs> like a big pile. And just getting peppered. Like, 18 flags hit me at once. What's <laughs> it? <laughs> and you're, he's like, you know, he's like, dude, that's a dick move, you know. And you're, and you're like, hey, sorry, man, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, quarterback to, appreciated. It. Like, yeah, I had to do what I had to do. You're like, I'm gonna take the ten yard penalty over yeah. getting my quarterback hit yeah, right and yeah. losing a down. Yeah. So like, like, like that makes perfect sense to me. So yeah, I've I've been there and 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 felt that, and so I I get that, I get that. But as a ref, you should have that same that. That's how important it should be. It should be that important to you that you have that same feeling that I have as a player. Well, I hope this
0: is not all about just preserving the feelings of the officials out there. Because this is a multi-multi-billion-dollar business. Correct. Fans live and die on this stuff every single week. And you all you have to do is just be on social media during that Monday night game and just watch the reaction to the the Derek Carr, Chris Jones play Patrick Mahomes later in the game not getting uh thrown a flag. I mean, th- this matters. So if you have the mechanism to get it right, get it right. And if, if that means instant replay for roughing the passer calls, sign right. me up. Well they tried me up. You
1: know, they try to do it, but that's that's the only thing I can think of is that you're trying to protect the feelings of the refs. Well, but, too bad. Right. That's what I say. But think about think about a couple of years ago they did this as um on a trial basis, but they did it in the regular season. After that, after that game, remember the game? I think it was uh, Mikhail Roby Coleman or whatever it was. They got the they, they tackled. It was in the playoff Passed game between yeah, yeah the pass yeah. interference between the Rams and and uh, the Saints, and he essentially just tackled the receiver, and no flag got called right. And so one of the things that and so that was the response. But what happened the next year when they started reviewing pass interference—is it or is it not? They never overturned the call on the field, like ever, like like never. And so, if you if you implement the rule but you don't ever change it because you're worried about the you know of bringing into question the integrity of the refs or the or the capability of the refs, well then that's bull, That's baloney too. Like you, at, at some point, you got to say, "Hey, guys." Here's the deal. We all understand the, the aspect of human error. The coaches make errors. The players make errors. The referees make errors. It's part of the game, right? But we're going to try to get, like just like the players study and try to get it as right as they possibly can, just like the coaches do, is we, still make, we still have gaffes during the course of the game. People still blow coverages, Mike. And so the bottom line for me is I know you're going to miss a few as a ref. That's okay. We understand that. Let's not. not we're going to fire you, and, uh, unless you're egregious at all times. But, but I, I just, I think, I think they've got to do something about that because it just is. It right now, it just is. It killing us um, in the court of public opinion.
0: Uh, some other NFL stories uh, to get to before we get to some of the games, the big games of the week. This uh, Daniel Snyder story, this expose oh. that came out on ESPN, yeah, uh, in which. It centers around the idea, the allegations that Daniel Snyder basically has put like a J. Edgar Hoover uh, FBI files on uh, fellow owners. And he reportedly referred to the owners as a like this giant mafia where every owner hates each other and the idea that as – despicable as some of the things that Daniel Snyder has or has allegedly done while owning the Redskins slash commanders that the reason why he continues to not only own the team but doesn't receive any kind of punishment is because the other NFL owners are so afraid of this guy. Yeah. That he knows where the bodies are buried. Right?
1: Don't you feel like, Mike, don't you feel as much of a turd as this guy is? And he is a, you know, a turd with a capital T-U-R-D. Okay. So, so you
0: you believe
1: a lot of the
0: allegations that have been Levied against levied him. Levied against him.
1: Oh yeah. He's a turd.
0: Okay. Okay. That's who he is. I he, right. I, I feel the same way, but okay. you, you travel in some circles where maybe you even hear a few more things that, that might solidify that. I just, it I like just you believe okay. he is what
1: he is. Okay. Okay. He is what he is. Um that said, and I believe that to be true, and like I you know, you hear whatever you hear and, and but I've had a, a, a few encounters with him where he is, he is, I've had a few encounters with him. Let me just suffice it to say that the guy is a dick. All right? End of story. It is what it is. Um, and, you know, that's my opinion. And take it for what it's worth. But here here's the deal. Is I feel like they would have already ousted him if he didn't have pictures and and you know if he didn't have confirmation and like you said if he didn't know where the the bodies were buried. So yeah, like how else does he continue to own? Uh, NFL. They won't even let him in the building. You know they've they've turned it over to his wife Tanya, like she's in charge now. So anyhow, I, like it's that thing is that thing is a mess. And um, and it is what it is. The Billionaire
0: Boys Club. Right. They, they play by their own rules. Mm-hmm. They play by their own yes, rules. Yes, they do. Uh, Devontae Adams, what did you make of the camera shoving incident? And uh, the fact that already this guy is being charged and facing charges and may have to go back to Kansas City and appear in court and all this. Yeah. Hey, you've been out on the field. You know, mm-hmm. we've, we've talked about this, the idea that the field is your sanctuary, but it, it's also your arena. It's where everything happens. Sure. And how, you know, how, do you, how are athletes supposed to react when, whether it's a, a, a protester with a smoke bomb in mm-hmm. his hand comes running out on the field and Bobby Wagner, you know, drops him. Right. Or it's, in this case, Devontae Adams, after a gut-wrenching loss coming off the field, all, a, a cameraman kind of darts in front of him. And you know maybe it's a kind of a quick startled. I can't get in the head of Devonte Adams and truly understand what he was doing, but it, he he kind of reacted quickly and then kind of looked like he gave the guy a shove. How are these athletes supposed to react and and should they be held accountable? to the laws of the land when oftentimes in their arena they're able to get away with things that if you did it on the street you'd be you know
1: sent to jail sure sure well let me address bobby wagner first and i go back to the bobby wagner incident then that guy that was on the field he was trespassing right and um i go back to this goes way back mike curtis mad dog mike curtis um linebacker baltimore colts one of the first guys to basically lambaste a fan who ran on the field. And I'll never forget the quote was, you know, a couple of his teammates were like, Mike, man, that was just like, you, you shouldn't have done that. That was wrong. He goes, that dude broke a city ordinance and I was enforcing it. Right. That like citizens, arrest. <laughs> right? Exactly. So for the Bobby Wagner thing, you know, if you're stupid enough to, because he complained that that protester complained of a concussion, if you're dumb enough to get on, on in our area of work, then that's what you get. Like, I have no empathy for that guy. But the cameraman, you know what? That's his sanctuary, too. He's working. He's got a job to do. The biggest issue to me, Mike, is Devontae Adams shoved him, and he came out on Twitter and said, man, I hope, uh, I'm so sorry, you know, that's not me, da, da, da You shoved him to the ground. You know what? You stomp, and you pick him up if it was accidental or you just bumped in or it was just reactionary, you're like, oh, shoot, gosh, I'm so sorry. You stopped picking up. You just kept going. That's the problem. That's the problem because that dude, whether you like to admit it or not, is doing a job and he's got every right to be there just like you, okay? So let's not get, let's not get too caught up in how important I am, all right, because you're not any more important than that dude that is cleaning up that stadium, that is working at that stadium. Um, As a matter of fact, I would argue that they're more important than you. And so, like, that part is is I don't have a lot of empathy for Devontae Adams in that regard. Fair enough. Fair enough. Do I think, you know, I mean, the guy said he took himself to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Okay. Okay, dude. Like, you're, like... I don't have a lot of empathy for him either cuz you're a turd. <laughs> like like yeah like yeah, if you're just if looking you're for gonna, a payday. If you're looking for a payday, then you, if that's what you're looking for, then get your 10 grand or whatever it is you're going to extort from the guy and move along. But see that that would be the other thing. I would be I'd be like, "Yeah, you know what? That's great. You're going to get what you get." It's kind of like the guy that that um the guy that released the video of Draymond Green all right, you got your fifty thousand dollars. You'll never work again in security, ever. Right. So I hope it it's worth it. I hope it's worth it. Camera dude, here's your ten grand. Here's your twenty grand. Whatever it is, but you're never gonna come shoot another photo in, in our stadium ever. So like, like there has to be. I think there's got to be some consequences on both sides anyhow I, yeah maybe I'm total, wrong
0: oh, no 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 and it, total just aside from the conversation but I just I just don't get the gratuitous lawsuits I don't know mm-hmm. how you look in, in the mirror at yourself right when you do something like that when you know that all you're doing is trying to get it mean, if it's legit it's legit I get it but if it's not and you're just going for a quick buck man I don't know how you look at yourself uh Matt rule fired
1: yeah Caroline you see that coming yeah, they're. I mean, they just have not been any good offensively. And you know, you you hired him as a college or collegiate coach to come in here and put a program together, right? And you've been known for being an offensive guy, and defensively they're playing pretty good. You are like, what was the record I saw? Like one in twenty four when giving up seventeen points. Like, or, it was something crazy. Like you're an offensive coach and you guys can't figure it out you can't score more than you know more than 17 points a game like it's it's un it's just unbelievable really when you look at what they what they've become and you know the fact that you've had what Cam Newton, Teddy Bridgewater, you've had now Sam Darnold and and Baker Mayfield and they all look like they've regressed under your tutelage. Yeah. Right? Every one of them. I think
0: Baker Mayfield has the lowest recorded this this deep into a, a season QBR since Jamarcus Russell.
1: That is not coming. You don't, you, you do not want your name. <laughs> you know, like that's one of those keep your name out my mouth. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's one of them, keep your name out my mouth. Like that is for a quarterback, yes. man. That is that is tough sledding right there. So yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised. He'll be the most coveted guy in you know in, in college, college circles sure um, and I, I will say this, Mike, the transition from the college game to the professional game and and how hard it is for college coaches to really understand the NFL yeah and You need to understand how you got to eat in the middle of football field, how that's where you, that, that to me is where you have to, like, that's the main course. So when you think about NFL football, if you, if you, if you divide it into meals, right? Main course is in the middle of football field. It's where you run the ball. It's where you complete passes. It's where, you know, you, you get your tight end involved. That's where you eat outside the numbers. You know, one side is, is your salad and your appetizers. The other side is your desserts. That, that's what that is. But you, if you want steak and potatoes, that's in the middle of the freaking football field. Everything else is everything else is asides. Asides? The sides. Not sides. A side. A side. Yeah. But I said asides.
0: Asides. I wouldn't say asides. No. It'd be a side. A side. Or the sides. Yeah, the it's side. A side or the sides.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. The sides. The sides. And the dessert. <laughs> yo, yo. And you know I love dessert. Hey, bring that card <laughs> over here.
0: If I had told you after five weeks of the NFL season, the Jets and Giants would be a combined seven and three, you'd say No, you're <laughs> you're high. I would say,
1: You're high. <laughs> Give me some of that yeah. Give me some Give of that, that. Uh, whatever, lettuce you're smoking. Yeah, whatever that is, I'll have two, please. <laughs> um Yeah, it's 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 amazing. Um, it really is, and listen, man. I'm a I'm a big, coaching matters, like coaching. Yeah, I know that it's Jimmy's and Joe's, right? I know you got to have players, but play putting players in positions to win. You know, let me just start. Obviously, I'm a big Robert Sala guy for the Jets. I love Robert Sala, man. Robert is one. He's been really good to me, in meetings and being honest and and, but. You watch the way he presents, and you watch the passion he has for players, and you watch just how he coaches players. Um, And you can see why they play hard for him, man. He is, as good a coach he is, he's a better man. And I just, I appreciate that about, because I think you don't have to be a jerk. You can be a, a, a good human and still be a good coach. So I appreciate that about Robert Sala, and I want to see him have success because I like him. And then Brian Dable. Dable also has been good to me. But where I think that Dable does a phenomenal job with his players, even when he's a little bit outmanned, what do my players do well? And that's what we're going to do. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, stringent when it comes to what my scheme is. I'm not this is my scheme and you're going to fit into it, damn it. Saquon Barkley gets the Giants, lights up the league as a rookie, tears his ACL, Joe Judge takes over, and essentially in the rehab process, right, in, in his return to the field, changes the offense. goes, I don't like this offense. I want to be a gap-downhill duo team not what Saquon Barkley is good at, right? It's just not what he does well. And he was average. And everybody's like, well, ah, he's not this and he's not that. Either. And Brian Dable comes back in and says, no, 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 we're going to change this running game. We're going to put it back into the wide zone stuff, the cutback stuff. We're going to give you, you know, we're going to give you a weak side, you know, weak side zone. We're going to give you strong side zone. We're going to give you lead. You know, we're going to give you things that you're good at dude is one of the most dynamic players in the league again. And, and what it's done for Daniel Jones, the way that Dable has been able to marry that run game, the success of that run game, with the play-action game, with the boot-keep game. Like, Daniel Jones has been really good. And like, I look at that like, guys that were considered like, they didn't pick up Daniel Jones' option, right? And now all of a sudden, they're four and one, dude. I'm I, like, it's good. It's good, New York. I, I'm actually looking forward, and I know Giant fan hates me, and that's okay. It doesn't bother me. I'm gonna be okay. Um, but I'm really looking forward to doing that game in Jacksonville. Yeah, I really am. Yeah. I've got the, I've got not this week. I've, this week I'm in Atlanta with the Niners and the Falcons, but next week I'm in Jacksonville. I'm not. Can't wait to come to your city, Jacksonville. <laughs> um, I'm, but I'm excited about the game because I think both Jacksonville we got a video this yeah I think both Jacksonville and uh, the Giants are sneaky good
0: let's get to the two marquee games of the
1: week huge
0: games already week All six right. Cowboys Eagles
1: I, I I have a feeling I really do Mike I have a feeling that this is when Cooper Rush Poops in his helmet. Ooh, and I think I cowboy
0: think, fans will be ready to welcome back Dak Prescott, right? Because up until now, right now, it's right. Dak, take your time. No, and rush. I think the
1: Cowboys. I don't know what will. I don't know what will happen. But I. I don't think the Cowboys are going to play Dak this week. So I think it's, and I don't know if that's been announced or not. It maybe it may have been announced. I haven't seen it, but I don't think they're going to play him. I think they're going to give him another week. And. Here's the deal about Philly. The, both these teams are really good, and, and Dallas's defense is exceptional. But Philly is big, strong, fast, and athletic. Their D line is their D line is stout, and um, and they've got two legit matchup corners. So I would put them from a tandem standpoint. I think they have the best tandem of just two legit corners in in big play Slay. And then James Bradbury in the league. And so, like, I think they'll be able to slow down the rushing game. They'll be able to match up in in the passing game. And I think eventually... Cooper Rush will be forced into a couple of mistakes that he hasn't that hasn't cost him to this point, point. and then all of a sudden, I think Dallas fan will be ready to welcome Dak back with open arms, as opposed to we shouldn't go back to Dak. I mean, what has he done? You know that type of thing. So I think that's what's going to happen in that game.
0: Bills, Chiefs, Bills, Bills, Bills Mark, Bills are a favorite, favorite at, in Kansas City. Yeah, in first Arrowhead, time
1: Patrick Mahomes has ever been a home underdog? Like Bills, I think have the number one scoring defense in football. Um, offensively, they probably have the number one scoring offense, or at least they're right up there at the top. Probably the number one, the more, number one total offense in football. I mean, the Bills are legit. They're legit. Um, I will not bet against Kansas City in Kansas City, and I think I think part of the reason that the the Chiefs fell behind seventeen 0 and scraped back to a thirty twenty nine victory and da da. I think part of it was, hey, we're playing the Raiders. Like, pat you on the head. It's gonna be okay, little fellas. And I think part of it is they're looking forward, to, they were looking forward to this game. They played Tampa and crushed Tampa. Then they have this game against the Raiders, and they played to the level of that competition. And I think that's part of of how good they are. That they literally Will play to the level of their competition, and you know what? They're getting great competition. I think they. I think they win this game at home.
0: Real quick, I I know the Bills look at the Chiefs. It's it's the it's who they have to go through. Yeah, right, 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 right. But can you make that kind of a statement in this game, or even if you win this game, even if the Bills win this game, have you made yeah, that statement? It depends on, it de- or is it only gonna only if it happens in the playoffs?
1: It depends on. It depends on how you play. I've told you before that when. When I was in Denver and Kansas City was still really good with Marty Schottenheimer. You know, we went in there and and we won we won a playoff game 14 to 10. And I think during that season I was just talking to Mike Shanahan just the other day. He said, "You know that during that season, they did not give up a, a touchdown at home during the whole season." Yikes. A touchdown. Wow. Right. Now that, yeah, again, that's coach speak so that might be but he's he, yeah he's pretty dialed yeah, in. On, uh, Mike, on yeah, Mike knows that stuff. Everything. So, um, so it, you know, I, I look at it from that standpoint of we actually we actually went there and lost, and I walked away going, "Oh, damn, we're good. Even in a loss, we're good." So that can happen, and it could happen for the Bills. Hey, listen, for everybody involved with the Stinky Truth podcast, for Mike, I am Mark. We thank you for Millennial Ben. Want to thank our presenting sponsors, the great folks over at Bet Rivers. Bet with a winner, bet with Bet Rivers.